Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 44, as I've just been reliably informed by my... Um, uh, I was going to make a joke about Shredded Ed, but you are shredded right now, so I can't really joke too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm, well, I wouldn't go with shredded, but I'm leaner than the average person. The shreds are coming in. They are, they are coming in. I've got a, a yeah. full. When I lie down, I've got a full eight pack. When I lie down, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you may not be as shredded as our, um, our guest today, though. Oh, oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> yeah okay so let's so before we give away too much content or, or let's uh it depends how you how much life you've been living since since the uh transformation so. yeah i think we'll we'll get to that in a bit i think won't we? yeah um cool well hey well today i've got scott roberts so hello mate hello good to see you both hope you're well yeah yeah fellow mnua yeah proud yeah proudly so um yeah, how's how's things going, mate? So don't give, let's say, don't give too much away. But yeah, I'm um, I'm good, mate. Um, life is busy. Um, work is busy, which is always good. Um, which is partly down to what we're about to speak about. But yeah, life's good. Work's good. Um, everything's going well at the moment. I don't want to jinx it too much, but yeah, everything is going well. Yeah, cool. No, good. No, so, I, so I won't say much more now. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's cool. Um, Ed, just so uh, obviously, I just want to touch back on what we now from our photo shoot. Three weeks, is it? Yeah, just under three weeks. No. Three weeks. So, yeah. uh, how how's your week this week been? Then, other than obviously the you've discovered the lying down eight pack. Um, start of the week was fantastic. Uh, I knew I had a small road bump on Friday night because I was going for a, a piss up and curry basically down at the hockey club so um, so I knew that was coming so I kind of tried to allow for it tried to move a lot more than normal trying to you know be as tight on my calories as possible through the week um, but Thursday night I accidentally had a few pints as well Friday night I had a few more pints than planned and then ate food when I got home as well so standard uh, get drunk and eat food um, when you didn't mean to Uh so a little little bit of a road road bump, but uh, I think it's something we kind of we all go through in life, isn't it? Um, these unplanned events, uh, or even when they are planned, just going more sort of crazy than what you should have done. Mm. Um, mm. But apart from that, now I've been back on track, and uh, yeah, so moving more than ever, and eating sort of even less just to try and accommodate for it. Uh, yeah, good, cool, good. Glad it's going well. Three. Are you worried? No, I, I'm. I knew full well that I wasn't going into this um, as lean as I was last time because I didn't want to basically because um, I was a miserable bastard <laughs> uh, <laughs> last time. So, uh, so I, I wanted a, de- a decent set of abs and uh, to not feel silly. Um, and I, I feel as though I'm there. I could be a bit leaner. Yeah, of course I could, um, and I will be. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm. I'm, I'm do, happy. I'm happy. Do Do you think you'll be the most shredded there? 
It depends yes. on what we're. Dep- depends on what we're uh, what we're comparing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just meant overall physique. I don't know what you're, you're thinking about, mate. I, I don't know. You haven't you haven't submitted your uh, update yet, so I wouldn't know. No. So Scott, if you don't know, Ed's actually been uh, coaching me throughout our uh, process to cool. our photo shoot. So he does get privy to my uh, my pictures, unfortunately. How are you getting on? Yeah, all right. Yeah. How many? How how much of a pack have you got when you lay down? Uh, Nineteen. So I think right, it, I okay. think oh, be, right. yeah, slightly wonky, you see. But now, now <laughs> yeah. to be to be to be fair, I this is a bit of a run and joke, but I I have abs at about twenty nine point six percent body fat. So yeah, I think yeah, I'm sort of in that position as well. Um, people yeah. hate you for it, don't they? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's not a bad position to be in, really, is it? No. The, the, the only bad position is from behind because then that's where I hold it all. So if anyone sees you from right, behind, right. oh shit. So, uh, yeah, well, I have zero lats. So um, me from behind is, a, is an embarrassing <laughs> picture anyway. No, nobody wants a back shot anyway, do they? Everybody well, wants exactly. Shot, so. Yeah, no one ever has a back shot when they do a photo show. Yeah, you don't no. see if you're like chatting up a bird or something, you wouldn't go, hey, check out this back. <laughs> yeah. yeah if, 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 my, if my back was absolutely awesome i would though i'd be i'd just be like looking over my shoulder talking to her again so it's just, <laughs> just it's walking just... around backwards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stood by a mirror looking over your shoulder <laughs> uh, no all's all right all's all right i'm, I'm happy i think because obviously there's, there's us two and matt doing it um, um and then one of my clients is also getting involved um cool. and i think I think that's the, like I think most of us are pretty happy. I think Matt's the only one who's probably not quite so happy. He's been kind of to and fro, and whether he thinks he'll be anywhere near ready. I think that's more right. because this is an early one for him because he's got an actual. Um, who did he book in the end? Was it Matt Marsh or did he book? I can't remember. I think it was Matt. I, I think he, basically, yeah, he he booked another shoot about another four weeks after. So um, this is more of a war. Whereabouts are you doing it? So we're we're doing it here in Norwich anyway. So where I am. Right. Okay. So, uh, there's a uh, my my my, uh, my guy works in a like, quite a cool little studio gym which they've let us film in or do our, uh, photography. All in, right, so cool. that should be quite cool. Chris, you're all sort of spread out a bit, aren't you, you guys? Uh, we probably couldn't be further apart. I'm not even joking. Yeah. So me, me, like about as south as far southeast as you're going to get, even though, um, well, outside of like Kent, like really far. Yeah. You got Ed. Uh, sorry, Paul and Exeter. Obviously, Ed's near, obviously, you're in Stoke, aren't you? Or, or Leek, N- that way. Near enough, yeah. Yeah, and then we've got, obviously, Johnny right out bloody in um, Neath in Port Talbot. So, it's literally like... Right, four okay, in. bloody hell, yeah. And then Matt just in, in the middle in London, so... It's a good job yeah. none of us are Scottish. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although if, it, if it's the Edinburgh or Glasgow, there is a fantastic burger restaurant called Bread Meets Bread. So, if anyone's ever been that way, go there. There we go. The yeah. first burger reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Right. Well, let's let's find out a bit more about you then, mate. So obviously you said fellow in manure, um, but yeah. I guess the listeners may not know a huge amount about you. So let's. Well, no, probably not, because probably no one's ever heard of me. But um, yeah, Scott Roberts, um, online coach. Um, I've got a few one-on-one clients. I'm doing a lot of online group stuff at the moment. Um, I also train people in person at um, Pure Gym in Manchester. Um, it's called Exchange Key. Um, so for those of you that know Manchester, it's sort of near Salford Keys and Media City area. 
um, sort of like you guys deal with general population fat loss. Um, how long have I been in the industry now? About six years. Um, so my 20s was spent in construction. Um, hated it. Was shit at it. Zero interest at all. Um, so I went into the world of personal training. Um, I was living in Spain at the time. Um, while I was qualifying, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, um, we met up for dinner on a date one night, and she said, I'm moving to Manchester. So I just thought, oh, buddy, great. Um, six months later, I followed her. Got a job in a pure gym, not really knowing what we were doing and where we were going. Been here ever since, and just trying to crack the world of the fitness industry and become some internet guru type. <laughs> That's the life, isn't it? That's the the, the one we all yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> the, the dream life. We all, we so, all want yeah. the six-figure guru life. Well, of course. Um, well, you you could have done that. So, so, so you could have done that from Marbella, though, That's anything. Yeah, um, but like I said, um, the work side of things when we were in Spain weren't going that well. Um, the wife moved over here, so... You know, I just followed like a little lovesick puppy and um, yeah, enjoying it in Manchester. Love it here. Really good. Um, like I've said before, work's going well for me. Um, just just the weather shit. Yeah. Well, you've got another decent burger place, at least an almost famous. Almost famous. Um, I, I thought we'd go get round to that at some yeah, point. Uh, it is, uh, is very good. Although I went to the one, I think, uh, I think it was a Northern Quarter one I've been to and it was like walking into yeah. a brothel. Not gonna um, lie. Yeah. Uh, firstly, how do you know? And <laughs> secondly, um, I agree me. with you, but I won't tell you how I know. Um, <laughs> have you been to the other one at the Great Northern? No, no, I don't think right. so. Yeah, that's the one you need to go to. Um, they moved there a couple of years ago. It, it's spot on. It's a nice, it's a nice restaurant. Where's actually. Where's that um, one at the Great that Northern? One at Northern Quarter is actually the first place my wife took me to. Where's the one at Great Northern? So the is Great it... Northern is sort of on Deansgate. Yeah. Um, the one at Great Northern. Do you know Deansgate? Um, yeah. I did. Uh, I did some work there uh, last last Sunday. Um, so that's the only reason why I know it because <laughs> I was there for work. Right. Yeah. So it's opposite. Um, there's a bar called Revs de Cuba and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's on Deansgate, which is the main road through Manchester. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just off there. Okay. Yeah. The, the the one I went to, I'm actually, I think when I spoke to the waitress, because I made a joke about how I basically couldn't find it. Like we, I walked around trying to find it, and then yeah. I, I walked past. And there, was a, there was like I think it was kind of type of bar it was, but there was it was almost like two. There was a small little um, block, obviously like a bar yeah. either side or some of like that. And then there was just one door in the middle that looked like going up to someone's flat or something. And I was like, can't be in there. So I kept walking up and forth, thinking, where the fuck is it? Yeah. And uh, eventually found it, got up, and I was like, this is definitely someone's house I've just walked into. And she, I think the waitress even said, like, this used to be a brothel, and she wasn't joking. Rare. Well, um, how long ago was it when you went? About a year. Right. So, yeah, if you went about five years ago, it was even worse. Um, it, it looked more like a crack then. Um, like, all the walls were patched up. Um, there were plasterboard everywhere. Um, I've never been a student, but 
I, I sort of imagine it's like a really bad student digs <laughs> slash crack den um, slash slash brothel, I suppose. Yeah. But then, well, like I said, their new place. So there was actually there was actually a fire there. Um, I think it was their kitchen or next door or something. There was a big fire, and that's why they ended up moving to the other location. Thankfully, they've done the other location well. Okay. And well, the the burgers are fucking amazing. Yeah, they are decent. Uh, I I I particularly enjoyed the chicken waffle fries. So like um yeah buttermilk chicken chopped up into chunks. Like literally, it was almost like a ch- whole buttermilk chicken breast is chopped up on top of your fries. Uh, or yeah. what, like waffle fries and barbecue sauce. I can't remember what else I had on it. I had some like other stuff as well, but that was in, that was that was very good. I had um, everyone has a gun in Texas. I think was the one I had. I think it was called everyone has a gun. Right. In Texas. Yeah. Well, what oh. you need to have as well is one of their um, boozy milkshakes as well. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they I think they have like a different boozy milkshake cocktail as a, as a special each week. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's your starter. And then you've got a burger as your main. Yeah, well, I had I had the burger, the chicken waffle fries, and obviously I also went for like the chicken. I know they weren't wings, but they were, like the bonus ones, which again might as well just be another butter yeah. chicken breast sliced up into like strips. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's quite a, quite a bit of food here, but it was fantastic. So yeah, defo yeah. defo is my recommendation. Can't go wrong, really, can you? No, the only problem you have got actually, you've got that heathen Carlton around you as well in Manchester, haven't you? Yeah. Thankfully, he's um, just outside Manchester, so I um, don't see him that often. Good. I wouldn't slag him only... off too much. He, uh, oh, yeah, he literally would kick the shit out of you now. I would take him 100%. <laughs> I would wrap him. I'd be like, I would literally wrap him up and just like choke him out. It'd be fine. Did you see the video of his fight? <laughs> I, I went to watch it. Uh, oh, did you go yeah, to it? Yeah. Fucking hell. It, it was unbelievable. 50 it? seconds of kicking a guy in the face, like pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, other yeah, guy, the other guy was like petrified, wasn't he? He was just like, just just, just put me out of my misery. Just leave me alone. Yeah, I, I filmed it and sent it to these boys. And it, it, yeah, it was so funny. I did feel bad for the other guy, to be fair. Uh, well, I mean, Carlton's just a fine figure of a man, isn't he? Oh, it's just best genetics ever seen. <coughs> Drugs. <coughs> I mean, <laughs> just from doing a few roly polies and handstands every now and again. That's the most annoying thing. Is the guy's jacked. He doesn't even lift. Yeah. Fucking bastard. Anyway. Oh, there we go. Okay. Right. He's so cool. bad now. We'll get fat. Yeah, I know. I know. Mate, obviously, we have a lot. Because obviously, uh, I'm, I've been a dad now for eight and a half, nine months. So we have a lot of dad chats about stuff. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, I, I'd prefer I like to wind him up a little bit though, because he asked me questions and I like to really exaggerate stuff. Like, okay, when was summer walking? I go like three months. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what three months? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Right. So uh, let's let's get in some content then. So uh, for the listeners, yeah. Um, I, we we obviously want to get you on because you've just been through quite a fantastic transformation so one of the things that you thank you offered, very much i know it's this it's it's uh, a fantastic this this obviously the amount of um actually no let's not let's i won't spoil it that's too much for spoil <laughs> uh, um no i guess obviously one of the packages you offer for your clients so is this the first time you've run it actually this question um no it was actually the third time um i run two last year uh, mm. one of them was um basically a freebie um 
just to why did I do it? One to get some pictures for my own business, mm. and two prove that a lot of the bullshit out there when it comes to transformations was just that bullshit. Um, I won't name some of these transformation companies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we all know who we're talking about, but yeah, they make things very complicated and they make things harder than they need to be. So the main reason was to do it and just show that getting in amazing shape from a from a nutrition point of view is very basic and very simple. It doesn't need to be complicated, but obviously there are very hard parts to a transformation and getting shredded. Um, you know, the hunger, the mental problems, the food issues. But from a from a basic level, it's not as difficult as it needs to be. So and that was the main reason I did it. Yeah. So yeah. to answer your actual original question, uh, the one I've just done is the third one, and the fourth one actually starts tomorrow. Okay, cool. Cool. So, I mean, I guess, what is it then? So we've just said transformation, but what, what exactly is it? So this, this one I've just run is actually the first one I did in person. Um, they're normally online. Um, so it's a group online 12-week transformation. And then at the end of the transformation, uh, meet up at Pure Gym, um, have some professional photos done to show off six or eight abs. And um, yeah, so the one we actually run from January, that was the first one where it was, well, it was meant to be everyone just seeing me in person twice a week. Um, on the very first day, an old client got in touch and said she wanted to do it in Scotland. So I threw an online client in there as well. So yeah, the one I took part in and the one we're going to speak about, uh, that's what it was. It was a group group transformation, but they were seeing me individually, if that makes sense, twice a week. Yeah, yeah cool. So they were getting obviously like PT sessions with you twice a week. C correct. Yeah, cool. No, that's cool. So and it's a 12 week. <laughs> 12-week uh, transformation, right? Yeah, so it started on the 2nd of January and the photo shoot was on the 24th of March, so two, three weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. Can so, I, I mean... The... Can I just jump in on, on something there that you, you've said about the 12 weeks? Um, what made you decide on 12 weeks? Because obviously that's quite a, like... Uh, I mean, people would joke about it who were in the industry, I suppose. Um, but is, is, there, is it, there anything magic to 12 weeks or...? Um, absolute zero magic. Um, I chose 12 week because every other trainer uh, chooses 12 week <laughs> and um, it, it, it just sounded like a good number. So <laughs> well, no, well, no, no particular reason. Um, obviously, so, some of the people that have done it in the past probably needed longer than 12 weeks to get to their finish point. Um, so I know some of the ones who've just finished with me um, Whereas I'll normally be advising someone on maintenance after where after the shoe or possibly up in their calories. Um, some of them are carrying on their diet, if you like. And um, so, yeah, I think that's something to stress for people. Don't want people going away from this thinking like all oh, diet should be just 12 weeks. It's obviously as long as it needs to be to be yeah. where you get to. Yeah, I guess like obviously th this is specifically something that is built for people that obviously want to lose a good amount of weight in a short period, but 
it's, it's not, I guess it's, it's not, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not going to be something that's going to necessarily educate them all the way through to then to be able to kind of like move to maintenance because that isn't the aim of, the, of it. I mean, I guess there's going to be loads of stuff they can pick up and take to then kind of oh. help with their everyday eating, but that isn't, I suppose, that, I'm just trying to quantify whether it's really, that is the point of the, the package or whether it's more um, just because the photos no, at the end. No, no, the point of the package is to get people as shredded as possible in 12 weeks and for them to look as good as possible on the yeah, photo yeah. shoot. Um, I make no secrets that it's not for ev- everyone. Um, some people may need a much longer term, sustainable approach. Um, but for someone, I suppose, like me or um, you guys who've got um, some training experience and they just need something there to keep them accountable, um, something there to a goal, an, an end date, a goal to work towards to just knuckle down and get in amazing shape. Um, so originally when I did the free one, um, I put some rules in place that they had to have, I think it was two to three years of proper gym experience. So hopefully a bit of muscle mass to then just get rid of some body fat, um, as time's gone along, um, it's become, so this one we've just finished, they were probably the least experienced of the groups I've had, but at the same time, um they've all got really good results so they're all happy and hopefully because they're all in a private facebook group where all the coaching takes place i like to think i'm in there more or less every day helping them the coaching that has taken place in that group will set them up for life really yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. i've i have kept it open for a couple of weeks um so one thing i have learned as we've gone along and probably my own experience from doing a bodybuilding show and probably my own experience of doing other diets is they obviously need some um support off the back end so for the last two to three weeks i have left the group open just so they can chat amongst themselves just see check in with each other see how they're getting on um and just co- coaching them through the um, just dealing with the the shackles being mm-hmm. taken off to a degree. Um, obviously, a few binges have happened um, <laughs> with me more than them. <laughs> I think they're coaching me through this last two weeks. But, yeah, so I've just been a lot more conscious of what happens off the back end of this transformation. So, like I said, I've, I've kept the coaching group open. Um, just so we can chat to each other about that as well. Yeah, arguably the sorry, I just I was gonna say arguably one of the funny things about coaching is that often the after um, goal is more important to have the coaching aspect. So if you take like Correct. photo shoots or bodybuilding shows or whatever else, a lot of people can um, not coach themselves through it, but a lot of people when they've got a goal in mind, they can knuckle down, do what needs to get done. Correct. Um, it's the other end when there's there's like an open ended goal of any sort, or they don't really yeah. have. People then just think, I'm lost, don't know what to do. I've got no accountability. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if someone came up to me a week after the photo shoot and said, oh, what's your goals now? And you just sort of go, oh, to look the same. And it's just like, well, where's the motivation for that? Yeah. I, I, I don't have it. Um, to be honest, I, I didn't actually want to maintain where I got to anyway. 
Um, I'm probably happy about a stone heavier than I was um, like around the photo shoot. Um, it's where I felt good. It's where I looked good, probably in and out of a clothes, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, unlike probably our clients, if you like, I personally don't have an emotional attachment to a scale weight or what I see in the mirror. So I'm quite happy for my weight to fluctuate. Um, I've been a lot heavier than I am. I've been a lot lighter than I am. So from a personal point of view, like I say, there's no emotional attachment to anything. So um, if my weight does go up and down, then I'm not overly fussed about it. Um, but I suppose where I have struggled is, um, so I'll, I'll go back to when I did the bodybuilding show in November 2015. Um, off the back end of that, I had a bit of a shocker, to be honest. Um, the table on our, in our staff room just looked like a, a kid's party every single day. Um, I was just spending like four or five pounds on chocolate and sweets every day. And the problem was that I stopped training. Um, I nursed myself through an injury for the show prep. So I did the worst thing you could do. I stopped training and ate everything in sight. And I was very, very conscious of not doing that. So because I've been more conscious of it, when I have had an unplanned or uncontrolled eating escapade, I've probably beaten myself up a bit too much about it. Um, I'm still lighter than I want to be. Um, I'm still probably more ripped than I'm, I'm, I'll be a bit happier, a bit fatter. Um, but it's just, I wanted to control the, the eating side of things a bit better than I have been. And that's the only thing. I've been beating myself up a bit, but um, I, th I think I'm getting around that now. Yeah. Ed, do you want to... Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say back to when you were talking about your sort of intakes and stuff. I suppose the fact that uh, you're doing more in-person stuff now uh, with your intakes, it, it doesn't matter as much if you're... Um, your clients and the people in your group aren't as experienced, especially if you're putting in training programs, because you can kind of coach them through the, the movement patterns and stuff. Um, Correct. Yeah. So it was just kind of bringing up an advantage really of, of working with people one-to-one. -one. If you were wanting to make some good quick results, then working with somebody who does know what they're doing in person is probably more sort of beneficial than than just getting a, a program off off the website off a website or you know off you know you could pay a lot of money for it and it could be a bespoke program <clears> but if you don't really know how to execute it then it's, you kind of wasted your money almost yeah, yeah. that's um because <clears throat> even though i do work online with people a lot of my online clients especially in the groups have been people from the gym anyway and um yeah you do notice I've got the luxury of seeing them training on their own. And it, there's been a few times where I've had to run over and go, right, hang on a minute, we need to sort this out. Um, and I suppose that is the one downside of online training. You don't 100% know exactly what they're doing away from you um, in the gym and out of the gym. But, you know, that's just just one of the hurdles we need to get mm. around as coaches, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I know with the guys that I program for 
I get them to video stuff as much as possible. Um, so like some, yeah. some weeks I won't get any videos, but other weeks I'll literally have like 25 videos. <laughs> um, we kind of go through them yeah. And, and yeah, and, and sort of assess form and stuff. It, it's it, it's kind of like a best case scenario really. Um, but yeah, I think with kind of the more, especially if you're newer to things, nutrition online I think is absolutely fine. Uh, you can do that at whatever level. But yeah. I think for training wise, you, you do need a PT if you're first starting out and you're you're wanting that help over an online coach. Correct. Say. But what what I will add, neither do you two see anyone in person. No. Or have you ever? No. no. Uh, so I sometimes find the best results come from online, and I don't know whether that's because. They feel more accountable when when they don't see you. Um, I think if someone's coming to see a personal trainer in person, they've sort of got, I don't know, like a, a, a get-out-of-jail card as if to say, oh, I'm seeing my trainer tomorrow. They can sort it out. Mm. Whereas there's a bit more responsibility on the person when they do have to do everything on their own. And I suppose online training does attract a different kind of clientele, like yeah. you say, slightly more experienced, yeah, yeah. Um, a bit happier to obviously do things on their own. Um, so there's potentially um, scope for getting better results with people online. Yeah, I was going to say, I think like the online training world just tends to attract people with more experience than obviously yeah. someone someone in the gym. Yeah. Cool. Your so your your method. Um, we won't talk, obviously being a nutrition podcast. We won't touch too much on the training side. But you did have a um, a specific dieting method for obviously you and your guys. So maybe let's talk through what that was. And well, I don't think I did. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll start with myself first. Yeah. Well, um, I was gonna say from, from what I've seen, because obviously I I paid quite a lot of attention to. I well, say put a lot of attention. Obviously, I watched your stories and stuff, and so I kind of got a bit of an idea of what you were doing. And um, I would say it felt like you had a bit of a, a method. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, or, or a non-method uh, method? <laughs> yeah, a non-method method, which I probably wouldn't use with anyone else, but I suppose you're not supposed to, are you? But um, So I put something out early on my Instagram stories. I did a poll basically asking how far people wanted me to push it. Um, I was... I was at the time I was happy to take it into a a a prep situation if you like and push it as far as possible and then um I think it was over 90% wanted something more sustainable something more real life um when I look back at it now it, it's something they could relate to basically so I, I basically I, I either had a drink, well, I made the point of having a drink every single weekend. That was the first thing. And then, um, so all I did, when I start a diet, um, Monday to Friday, I eat the same meals. Um, That may sound boring to people, but I'm in the gym from 6 a.m. till, I don't know, 7 or 8 p.m. So Monday to Friday are the same meals. Um, four meals one snack when I get home and I'm happy just eating like that so when I start a diet I default to that meal structure now the reason I turned into a fat fucker was because around them four meals I was eating everything in sight as well so all I did Monday to Friday was default to them meals and saw what happened um 
I actually weighed myself every single day, and that was for um, Instagram purposes more than anything. But um, in the first week, I've actually got it here, I lost six pounds in the first week between Monday and uh, Friday. So I knew that default meal structure was quite a big deficit for me and would get me some decent results. And then basically Saturday and Sunday allowed myself a bit more freedom. Um, we had a Domino's one weekend, family occasions, kids' birthdays. Um, we'll touch on the stag do as well at one point. But um, yeah, and on the weekends, I just did what I would advise clients to do. Dropped my calories during the day leading up to whatever the occasion was or the, the meal, the takeaway, the, the night out. And um, just tried to be as active as possible. Um, like you say, you've looked at my Instagram stories. I walk everywhere. Um, and I just made that point of sticking to that walking and increasing it where I could. Um, basically, choosing a coffee shop as far away as possible and walking for a coffee. And that was my tactic. Um, if, I weighed, if I went by my weight every Monday... I'd probably have had a heart attack every Monday um, because over the weekends it would jump by four, five, six pounds every single week. But by the following Friday or Saturday, um, it, it dropped back below to where it was and another two or three pounds more or less every single week. That's cool. Uh, um, we talked about obviously daily weighing and um, looking at averages for those reasons on the podcast before, which yeah. I think a lot of listeners will be be well aware. But like, did it? Did it? I got a question on that. Did it kind of ever? Did it scare you? So did you ever get to the point where you think, or oh, what if I don't drop that weight by the end of the week, or was it more? Yeah. Every every Monday, my ass flapped a little bit. I'll be completely <laughs> honest. Um, even yeah, it, it did start to do my head in a bit. Um, even though I knew more or less knew what was going to happen. There was always that little voice in the back of my head saying, oh, maybe you fucked it up this week, yeah. especially as we got later into the 12 weeks. Um, and I suppose that's where counting calories has a bit of an advantage. That's, that's what I was about um, to ask. I was about to say, because you didn't track calories, did you not think, oh, shit, maybe I have absolutely blown it this weekend and didn't, didn't yeah. realise? Or did you ever yeah. think the mood to tracking? Um, no, because... Um, because I started not tracking, part of me wanted to go the full 12 weeks never tracking. So I, I doubt I was ever going to go to tracking, but it did cross my mind basically what you just said. Um, if I was counting my calories a bit more, I would have known exactly what was going on and probably taken that stress out of it a bit. But yeah, it's just what I did and it worked. Um, so yeah, all good. So with you saying about, obviously, you didn't track calories, and we sort of say, you know, it, it's probably the easiest way um, in the long run to kind of know that you're losing weight, it's tracking calories. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming that previously, especially when you, you dieted for your comp prep and stuff like that, did you track calories for that, or did you take a more mindful yeah, approach? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So kind uh, of... No. Um sorry go on i was gonna say off the back of that then um because i this this kind of photo shoot prep i was going to do the same as you and just try to be mindful about things i got about four weeks in wasn't yeah. happy with my progress so i stopped uh, and resorted to what i what i kind of knew now 
did you kind of obviously in your head because you've tracked calories for a while obviously you'd know the the, the makeups of food so you knew what was a, a lower calorie meal or what have you so do you think that's kind of helped oh yeah certainly um i think everyone at some point will benefit from counting calories even if it's just for a couple of weeks just to see what's in what um what makes up a high calorie meal what makes up a low calorie meal how to um structure low calorie high volume meals um and more just a surprise factor of logging stuff and thinking oh bloody hell um there's about eight million calories in that uh, and i've been eating 10 of them a day so like i'd say it's 50 50 at the moment from a um a client point of view who's tracking and who who isn't um but yeah i think everyone will benefit they don't have to if they don't want to i'll, I'll never force counting calories on, on anyone but i certainly feel people will benefit um short and long term from just counting calories for however long they want to yeah, yeah. i i but, the bill- I, I find that counting calories can actually provide far more freedom than people realize. Because oh, yeah. It, there's, there's a certain extent where people think, oh, it's laborious. I can't be bothered with that. I don't want to weigh out foods. I think, well, yeah, but then what happens is people tend to then either struggle to understand what's happening. I kind of a little bit like, you know, we talked about you and your weight's fluctuating and you weren't counting calories, you didn't know really what you'd eating and this type of scenario. Or actually, like if people are just trying to mindfully eat and think about, oh, well, I don't know whether I can eat this or not. And actually counting calories and knowing exactly, you know, we're never going to be 100% accurate, but knowing kind of what you can and can't eat, I actually think gives more freedom rather than than, than shackling people. No, correct. Completely agree. Um, I think I should just add that all the the clients on the transformation and all the ones starting tomorrow, they will all be tracking calories. Um, So they're all using my fitness pal. And that's that's basically because there's there's very little room for error in something like this 12 week transformation. Um, so if something isn't going right, I need to have everything in front of me as a coach. So I know exactly what to change. Um, if I had a, um, just a normal private one to one online client and they didn't want to count calories, then we'd go to a food diary or some habit based things. But because of the nature of this transformation and the fact that, like I said, there's no room for error, we can't leave no stone unturned, they're, they're all counting the calories. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, again, just going back to the freedom, I think it's just that, that what I mean by freedom, just in case people don't know what I mean, is it takes that worry away. You know, like it yeah. frees your mind almost because it just takes out that guesswork or that worry. And actually, it just gives you, it just allows you to just feel a bit more at ease with it. Well, I mean, it, it's already started. Um, is it the Grand National next week? I think. No idea. Right. So one of them's <laughs> one of them's at Aintree next week. I'm presuming it's for the Grand National, and um, I've already adapted her calories for this first week, so she can have X amount of glasses of wine on Saturday. So hopefully she'll be there on Saturday. You know a big social occasion. I don't know who she's going with friends or family, but like say she can now enjoy that occasion as long as she don't go completely off the rails and enjoy it stress-free knowing 
that it shouldn't affect her goals as long as we've got the numbers right. And mm. that just goes along with what you've said. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Cool. No, that's that's really cool. I mean, I guess, like, it's cool how you had a different approach compared to your clients, but you, obviously with the experience and stuff you've got, um, that, that totally makes sense. Did you, at the start, because you said about... Yeah, just, well... Uh, uh, go on. You saw that, mate, yeah. Uh, can, you say that, uh, can you say that again, mate? Yeah, sorry. I was just only going to ask, did you did you actually kind of track or Hello? count calories? Hello? Hello? Say, say that again, I couldn't hear you. No, you're right. I was just going to say, did you ever count or track calories at the start to give yourself almost a baseline? Or did you purely just yeah. go on that first week's measurements of weight loss? Personally... Yeah, yeah, you personally, yeah. Right. All I did was every now and again, I logged my Monday to Friday food just to post on social media more than anything. So I was like, this is what I'm eating um, for, for the next few weeks. I think it came out at about rough. I didn't even do it that exact. Um, I just went on based on what was in my, my fitness pal. It was about eighteen to 1,900 calories Monday to Friday. Um and then, well, Saturday and Sunday, I never had any idea, to be honest. And then towards the end, um, to, before the we went on, so on week nine of the 12 weeks, we had a, a weekend um, stag doing Budapest. I dropped them before that, and I, I'd say it was roughly to 16, 1,700 calories. And that's why I stayed on for the rest of the 12 weeks, Monday to Friday. Yeah, and obviously you're doing a hell of a lot of walking as well, eh? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, again, for those of you that sort of know Manchester and Salford Keys, the, the gym is about 30 to 45 minutes away from the town centre. At least twice a week, I'd try to walk into town and back. Um, you mentioned my amazing tan at the moment. That was basically to walk for a sunbed. Um, so I was either walking for sunbeds or coffees which isn't a bad life no 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 <laughs> um you mentioned the stag do so like ha, ha, i know you said you, you obviously kind of dropped carrots a little bit but let's just talk about a bit about the emotional or stuff side as well of it because i guess that must have been or feel like a bit of a, a weight on your shoulders thinking shit i've got to deal with this stag do in the middle of it yes uh yeah but there's, there's never a good time to commit to 12 weeks um, or, or any diet. Um, I'm, I'm sure we all know people, of, so like clients will come to us and they'll be like, oh, well, I've got this in a few weeks and I've got this in next month. And you're like, you know, we're always going to have social occasions. We're all going to have hurdles in our way to get around that may prevent our progress. And look, it, it was there. I always knew about it. I was always going to go and enjoy it. I was never going to go to on a stag do and drink water. So I, I just had to deal with it. Um, luckily, because of the timing of it, I actually did my week nine pictures the day we left. And I knew I looked, I looked in good shape. I knew um, I was on track. So that sort of took um, a bit of pressure off. And it was just a case of dealing with the aftermath of it, which was yeah. quite spectacular. <laughs> which which was what then? How much? Um, well, 
I think I gained over nine pounds. So on the first day of leaving, I was 12 stone nine. And when I got back on the Monday, I was 13 stone 4.6. How many days but, was that? Uh, that was Thursday to Monday. Good effort. Oh, yeah, it was a great effort. But um, I'd actually lost that nine pounds by the end of that week. So I gained and lost nine pounds in one week. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I like I get the hopefully people that listen to the podcast long enough will know that it's not body fat that you put on. Correct. And over I, those. Yeah, that's the thing that I suppose we really need to stress because um, everyone listening to this will have times when they go out for a meal, um, for a night out, and then they weigh themselves the next day or the two days later. And they shit themselves and think they've just ruined weeks and weeks of dieting because they've either not lost weight or they've gained a pound. When in reality, it's probably not body fat you've put on. It's just some stored glycogen in the muscles, um, a bit of water weight. And if you just get back on track, then it will be happy days and there's nothing to worry about. And I think, like I said, that's the thing we really need to stress with that. Uh, I just did it in a very extreme way. And uh, somehow managed to gain and lose nine pounds. Yeah, that's that's quite that's quite some going. I'll give you that as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was as surprised as anyone. Um, I thought it'd take me at least two weeks to get rid of it all, um, but no, yeah, I'll yeah, I, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. No, 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 go on. Well, I wasn't going to say anything important, so I think you, you go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, would you assume you were reasonably depleted of glycogen? Oh, yeah. Before Very round? depleted, yeah. So, obviously, before, when I weighed myself on that day of going, I was obviously very depleted. I dropped my calories even lower. So, I, I was running on empty, more or less. And the minute the burgers and the beers and the... Um, the espresso martinis and the gins came out. My body just soaked it all up and said, yes, please, we're having some of that. And um, just soaked up all the goodness. And then, obviously, when I got back, I got back on the low calories, got back into training and um, depleted again. Mm. And, um, yeah, what happened, happened. Yeah, cool. Um, so how, how, long, how long was the stag do pro to go to your actual shoot day so it was three weeks so on monday the 5th when we got back i was 13 4.6 um that following monday i dropped down to 12 10 mm. and then um two weeks that was two weeks before and i ended up at 12 2 so for the stag do i was 12 9 after the stag do i was 13 4 and I ended up three weeks after that at 12.2. I better warn you, I'm also on 10% battery now, so. Have <laughs> <laughs> you not got a charger? Come on. Yeah, me, it, me earphones are plugged into it, aren't they? Uh, oh, you, have you got, you got, see, mate, you need an older phone. If you had an older phone, you might have that problem. Yeah, no, well, yeah, the, this modern technology, mate, it's killing me. No, that's all right, cool. Well, um, Obviously, I guess the last thing we wanted to cover was really the, the post-shoot stuff uh, in terms of how you've dealt. We've touched on it a little bit at the start, obviously. but 
Yeah, so, yeah, like I mentioned, um, after the bodybuilding show, I really struggled. Um, I, I, did, I really didn't want that, and I, and I obviously never want that for my clients, so I stressed that upon them quite a lot leading up to the photo shoot. Um, some of them have, have carried on losing weight, even the ones that didn't really want to. Um, but, yeah, to be honest, the, the clients are handling it very well. Um, and, and like I said, I, I sort of put that much pressure on myself not to, not to binge and not to do certain things. Like when it did happen, um, I've been beating myself up about it rather than just accepting it's going to happen because it, it will to everyone. Um, the shackles come off and you start enjoying food a bit more and you have a bit of chocolate and think, well, I might as well finish the packet now um, because I don't, I don't need to put half a packet away and save it for another day so yeah as, as as the weeks have gone along i'm dealing with it a bit better um i'm not seeing as much about when say any binges do happen um and that's partly because i i took some pictures the other day i weighed myself again for the first time realized i'm looking okay um my weight is lower than i want it to be anyway uh, so that's taken a bit of the bit of the stress away from it, really. Yeah. Just uh, out of interest, what what's like the biggest thing you think your so the the clients that went through this? What's the biggest thing they've taken away from it, other than obviously the achievement of the the photo shoot and the transformation? Um, hopefully, well, a few things I think. One, just how hard you've got to work to actually get good results. Because, um, like I said, a lot of um they were quite inexperienced doing classes um some of them were just sort of doing a few months here or there and then disappearing so it sort of sort of made them realize just how consistent you need to be with both your training and your diet and two hopefully they've learned about flexible flexible eating and the you can get in good shape eating the foods you enjoy Obviously, there's got to be certain restrictions, but you can have freedom and flexibility within those restrictions. Yeah, that, that freedom and flexibility as well also, I think, helps with that consistency because obviously we all Correct. know the research out there and the fact that rigid dieting versus flexible dieting is far better adherence rates than yeah. flexible dieting. So, yeah, yeah that exactly. definitely, definitely helps. No, that's really cool. Ed, you got anything you want to quick before Scott's back um, no, I was, I was only going to say about kind of I suppose rolling it right back to the start about uh, you saying that um, you had more sort of slightly more inexperienced gym goes and dieters this time and and that your kind of program of the 12 weeks was to uh, basically just get as lean as possible would you recommend Correct. this kind of approach to uh, say um, you have a, a client come to you who is wants to lose four or five stone and they've never really dieted before if they have they've yo-yoed they don't really train an awful lot but they've, they've dabbled um would you recommend this kind of approach of just going like a balls to the wall 12 weeks or maybe 10 weeks um just to try and shift um, as much as possible potentially um it depends on the type of individual and um if it would benefit them um i will just say one of my client one of the people on the transformation was a client before the transformation and we were failing uh, we weren't getting anywhere um his motivation wasn't there and 
to be honest, I didn't think he would suit this transformation because of what we were doing before that. And I, 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 to be honest, I didn't think he was really up to it. Um, he's blossomed. He's absolutely blossomed. His mindset has changed. His whole attitude has changed. Um, off the back of it, his attitude is amazing as well. He's actually carried on with me and we've set some new goals. So um, well, I suppose to go back to your question, it all depends if that person would benefit from something extreme because um, someone with a lot of weight to lose um, from an adherence point of view, from a motivation point of view, getting as much weight off as quick as possible can really help someone like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and whether yeah. they'd want to, whether, whether they'd want to be topless in front of a photographer at the end of it is another matter, but something, something rapid and extreme can benefit the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And, and then I suppose finally, just to kind of like you said, not everybody wants to get the top off in front of somebody. Um, the whole the, the whole photo shoot bit at the end is really cool because it's a really good motivator to say, you know what, this could be the best shape I've ever been in um, up to this point. Yeah. Um, so would you, what kind of other motivators, I suppose, could you look at if potentially i mean like the group photo uh, photo shoot thing idea is really good and i've heard a couple of people doing it and it's such a cool idea um because they are expensive photo shoots are um so doing it in a group's yeah. quite a great thing uh, what kind of other little motivators uh sort of would you use or have you used with with clients to kind of set an end of a, a you know a 12 week goal or whatever well um I suppose for this transformation, the photo shoot is the main motivation. Um, the fear of it more than anything. Um, like I know I was, <laughs> there's, the camera doesn't lie, does it? So you're either shredded or you're not. From my point of view, my um, professional reputation was at stake to a degree, um, especially as I was tracking it every day. And, if, if you know you need to get your shirt off in a gym in front of a photographer, you ain't going to go over your calories, are you? Or, or, I, don't, I don't think you would. So for, for, that, for this transformation, obviously, the photographer or the photo shoot was, was the main motivation. Um, for other clients, um, we could be here all night, couldn't we? Um, what motivates different people, whether it's a holiday um splitting up from a partner um how deep do you want to go yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i suppose again that's the beauty of our job it's it's the beauty of our job and finding what what motivates each person um some people need that long term habit based approach and some people work better with short term goals to really hammer it hard um, until you meet up with the client and find that find out what um, gets them going, um, then you don't really know which is best. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Have you got enough battery for a couple more questions, mate? Um, they, probably not. Quick, to be honest. If, if yeah, they, go on. If they're quick. Ed, are you? Are you something no, important, I'm mate? I'm, I'm, no, I'm done. Cool. <laughs> I was just. You got. We've got to ask the famous five at the end, or maybe not five, but maybe just a couple. Um, famous what, three. Yeah, what's your uh, favourite flexible food? It's going to be cheese. Uh, it's, it's got to be chocolate. Okay. Any specific? Uh, everything. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. I just I just noticed your post shoot binge was like a cheese platter of God knows anything. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. But no, chocolates are one. Right, if cool. you like, if you um, like your cheese, first of the month at uh, the northern whatever uh, you said, northern quarter this weekend and last weekend it was the north whatever you said where the almost famous is where the other almost famous is. Uh, yeah. There's a market there and I heard there's a very good cheese stall. Ah uh, yes, I think I know which one you mean. I did. <laughs> I did try. Actually, I did try a chocolate cheese last week. Yeah, and um, it was beautiful. Yeah, sounds all right. <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't have barriers when it comes to sweet and savoury. I'm all over that. Oh yeah, no, you can never have barriers. No. Um, is this even a question? Best burger joint you've ever visited? Uh, almost famous. Good. Good. What burger do you have? Um, I've, I've I've had most of the menu to be honest. Um, they do they do one with steak steak in it and blue cheese. That's a good one. Oh, nice. Um, and then let's go. Lastly, would you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? A um, hundred duck-sized horses. Little things freak me out. You said what? So you'd rather be attacked by a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh, right. Hang on. No, which, yeah, which one would you rather be attacked by? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. The the other one, then. The big, the big, the big motherfucker. Right, okay. Yeah, one yeah, horse-sized duck. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. It's Good. too late on a Sunday to confuse me like that. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's the right answer, mate, so well done. All right, thank you. Even Brilliant. though I tell everyone there isn't a right or wrong answer, but there is. That's yes. the right one. That's the right um, one. I'm glad I passed that test. So. Good. No, no, thanks, mate. That's been, um, that's been yeah, it's cool. I, I, I really enjoyed watching your transformation and watching it through and like cool i'll look yeah i'll look forward to seeing your pictures in a few weeks yeah it won't be too far it depends if they're really shit because they're really shit we ain't sharing them so <laughs> uh, well yeah. always chop chop your head off yeah pout or, or chop <laughs> oh he's, oh, he's gone. gone i think we might have just caught missed the end oh never mind right that was uh, that was quite funny what countdown to battery life um <laughs> yeah this is a funny way to end the podcast, isn't this it? Isn't it? Just I, me and you. Yeah, I, I I do listen to another podcast that um, they always have the guest on, and then they review the guest and do like another little segment afterwards with just. Oh, we should do that. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. It's How always, was Scott? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. It. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of get in the bit about the. Um, uh, sort of whether it was for everybody that kind of transformation thing because it's really cool and it's a good idea um, and I know a lot of PTs especially advertise a 12-week transformation and kind of package yeah. whereas I know we tend to offer more long-term things so it's just different yeah. ways of, of going about things isn't it and it, it's, it's, yeah, it's all it, cool. I suppose kind of with Steve we've kind of done it because he's come along with us I appreciate he was a one-to-one -one client of mine before the photo shoot and he's kind of jumped on board but still he's kind of uh, well, put it this way, other people have commented, including his wife and his employer, that have said, since he's had this goal, absolutely changed his motivation, his focus on his diet. Like, I wouldn't say he was like Scott said about his guy, where he said he was kind of like failing because he was very not, he was very much not failing. But I have noticed, and obviously the fact that other people have commented that since he's had this kind of extrinsic or external goal, it has completely like lasered his focus in. I mean, don't get me wrong, he still had the odd day where, He's maybe not been perfect as such, but um, progress has definitely been been better or he's been more focused since we've had it. So yeah, we've so, kind of done it with him a bit, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And I, I completely agree and can attest to that because um, 
uh, with well, with myself over Christmas. I was I was training once a week if I was lucky. Um, I was just eating whatever. wasn't really being conscious of what I was eating, but because I was working so much and kind of moving so much, it, it wasn't really affecting me. And then as soon as I stopped doing that workload after Christmas, um, weight started to come on. I probably gained about three kilos and like three genuine kilos as well. Um, in the space of a month, and that was when I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to jump on this um, this photo shoot with everybody else because I needed that motivation and I needed that drive, even though I didn't particularly want to be dieting already because I've had, you know, not the the kind of the growing period that I wanted, but you do need need that, and even with like longer term clients that I've got now. They're like, right, okay, what can we plan? Even if it's in 12 months, we need to plan something. Um, and like we've got ones that are looking at um, ones that are looking at, at like competing in 12 months and stuff like that, um, you know, just because they need that goal uh, to keep that motivation yeah, yeah. up with the training. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I absolutely agree. And like the point Scott raised around um, the, the, the the motivational aspect of even just getting those quick results because obviously we've talked about that before on the podcast one well, I think that's quite a big thing for something like this is like it may not may not be everything you need to set you up long-term kind of sustainable um, methods but they can actually be really motivating to get some big dramatic weight loss and then you can move on afterwards after the photo shoot package so yeah 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 and I think we, I suppose we start to touch upon it but that that um, that post diet period as well is really tough because um you know some people do get left kind of feeling a bit lost when mm-hmm. they they reach their goal weight um and they're not sure what to do and they're just trying to maintain the the excitement's gone the kind of the anticipation the drive the the, the fact that you're doing something like i know after my last big diet um I, I was a man on a mission and i was doing something and i was like even though it was only me who knew that um it was still kind of cool that i had this kind of goal that i was working towards and i was getting closer and closer and i could see the changes but then as soon as that went you kind of feel a little bit lost and you're a bit like oh um you feel like you're in an empty yeah. room and a very very big empty room at that um so yeah, yeah. next goal straight to go into uh, that's why I always like the idea of when people uh, bodybuild and then power lift in their off season because you've constantly got yeah. that goal of trying to strive towards something um, yeah, yeah totally yeah. no I like the analogy there but the empty room because I'd, I'd absolutely concur um, like I liken it a little bit like getting married. Obviously, I know you're not married, mate, but you have all this massive build up to like the big day, and then it's over in a literally a blink of an eye. You like whenever I've been to weddings, like friends' weddings since I got married, and or any kind of occasion really, I've said to people, make sure this is my. Like, and I sound really fucking arrogant, probably saying it. Bear in mind, like you know, like who am I? I've got like got no experience really, other than being married myself, but. Like, so I just say to people, like, just sit back and take some time at some point during the day to just, like, go in a corner, go in the back of somewhere and just watch everything. And just take some time to take it in. Because I guarantee you, you'll wake up tomorrow morning thinking, fuck me, it's over. What the hell do we do now? And that's that feeling of being in that empty room that you said. And it's the same thing, I think, when you have something like this. You just, you get to the end and you're like, a bit lost. Well, what do I do now? Yeah. I've got no goal. So. Yeah. Yes, it's important to have goals. If you're currently now listening to this going, well, I'm trying to diet, I'm not really getting anywhere. One week I'll lose weight, the next I don't. And you're kind of not too bothered about that if that doesn't bother you, that you constantly aren't progressing. Or maybe you're you're trying to gain and you're trying to um, build muscle or you're trying to put on a little bit of weight or whether you're working towards um, uh, an event or something in in whatever. Um, If if the fact that you're not 
each week moving towards that goal um, and one week you stood still or one week you kind of you, you you go backwards if that doesn't bother you and if that doesn't piss you off then you'll probably need a bigger goal or uh, you know more motivation within that um, and I know we spoke about intrinsic and extrinsic goals a couple of weeks ago but it was probably a couple of months ago now it's been probably a month since I've been on um, but yeah I, I do think it's kind of like the big yeah if you're currently not excited or not um, pissed off that you're you failed or, or what have you then then potentially I think you need to look at kind of why you're doing it and um, how that can push you towards what you can do to push you towards that goal uh, whatever it may be yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it can sometimes be a bit too easy to coast, isn't it? As well, kind of like, you know, just I'll oh, just live the moment. The next thing you know, you've coasted into a realm of fuck me, how far away have I gone from my goal? That I put on loads of weight, kind of scenario. Or yeah, and that, well, that's yeah. when people do gain loads of weight. You know, they might not have been particularly conscious of before of with the fact that they were lean or the fact they were slimmer or whatever, and they kind of get into that almost depression point, and and they wake up five years later and go, oh shit, I'm twenty stone. Um, yeah, because yeah. no one puts on loads of weight overnight unless you're Scott and do nine pounds on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty good. It's pretty good guess. <laughs> yeah, that was. Normally you hear that over like maybe two weeks of like all of all inclusive. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. Right. Anything you want to ramble on about before we wrap up, mate? No, no. I need my bed most of the I'm tired. I know it's only caught by state, but I'm yeah. so tired. No. That's that's the that's the only thing I've um, didn't add in kind of the the update at the start. Uh, I will admit, I think last two well probably from Wednesday when I was in London this week is the first time where I've re- or Thursday I should say because the Wednesday I felt okay. The Thursday I don't know if it's just the amount of walking I did Thursday and the fact that obviously my food choices on Wednesday weren't ideal, i.e. burger and fries and chicken nuggets. Um, I did feel a bit tired Thursday and Friday. I don't feel I, I, like literally walking around zombied a bit. That's the, that's the first time it's happened since I've been dieting. So, yeah. Getting into the nitty gritty of it now. I'm with you there. Did you manage to get yeah, your maybe. cardio in last week? Yes, I did. So, yeah. I, so basically I did 100 calories two days, I think Monday, Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I then did the extra 400 in one go because I didn't have a gym session that day. So it made sense to do the cardio that day because it was easier. I also took my withings off when I did nice, it nice. so I didn't make sure it didn't count my steps as yeah. well because if they want to double count it yeah so many people are like oh yeah well I've done my I've, I've only just done my steps but I've done my cardio today as well and I'm like yeah so you've massively underdone your steps then <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so but I, I, I think like I did 400 calories on the treadmill um, and I did tw- over 20,000 steps that day on my withings which is obviously quite a feat so uh, no wonder I felt a bit tired. Yeah, no wonder I felt yeah. a bit fatigued. I'm, I just I remember I got home on the Thursday night and Jenna. I got home about four o'clock, half four, something like that. And Jenna said, "Do you want to walk to the little park in our near near where we live and take summer on there?" So I was like, "Yeah." And that was really bright evening as well. So I said, "Yeah, dude." I remember walking literally. It's only ten minutes. And I was like, "Oh God, I feel like oh, I can't even walk it. I couldn't push a push chair." I was like, "Can you push?" I feel like I just can't do it. <laughs> Can I get in it and can you push me too? Yeah, can you push me? Summer, <laughs> and I'll just I'll get you pushed here. So I think it's on on that. Like when she cries and she moans about being in a push chair sometimes, I'm like, what are you crying for? I'd love to be in it if someone push me around right now. And you're crying, so you don't you don't want to be in it. It's like Jesus, <laughs> ungrateful, ungrateful. But there we go. Right, okay, cool, cool. Right, well, hopefully everyone's enjoyed the uh, episode. Um, 
just show you what you can achieve. Like, I don't know if, like Scott obviously said about his uh, his weight loss going from, uh, oh God, you have to listen back now, whatever the numbers were, but obviously it's like something like a stone and a half, wasn't it, in those 12 weeks, which is yeah. like a good, it's just a decent amount. And obviously doing it, not really tracking, having a stag doing in the middle was quite very, very impressive as well. So just kind of shows you what you can do once you commit to it. And I guess go just taking it back circle again to the, the, the fact that obviously there's a photo shoot as motivation with the right motivation, you can achieve a lot. So um, just, yeah, just take that home, people listening. If, you, if, you, if you're if you looking to lose weight. Especially when that goal gets closer. I know like this last week or two, because I know things are getting close with me, I've been a bit like, okay, well, I'm not going to have that gin. I'm not going to eat that little bit of extra chocolate. I'm going to be, you know, on it instead of maybe going like 50 calories over or something. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, because that, that goal's closer. So if your goal's like 12 months away, that might not be kind of, you know, might not be, close enough for motivation um yeah final thought yeah 100 right on that note let's say bonjour adios I'll, I'll push that button right love you love you too thanks for listening to the no nonsense nutrition podcast we'll speak to you all next week